Legend Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neal. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, not bad. I'm going to try not to complain. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, like I normally do. Um, yeah, fine. Works long because it's Christmas. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah, uh, 10 hour day today, but you know, it's all it's all money. Yeah, you gotta gotta get that bread, make that dough. Oh, Jesus Christ! The, the, yeah. <laughs> Baker's <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's going fine. Um, I played Legacy FNM this week. Sweet. Went four zero. Nice. Nearly went four zero eight zero. Lost the game. Um, what were you playing? Uh, what do you, What do you think I was playing? <laughs> was it green cards? It was green green. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I was just playing Maverick. Sweet. Um, it's really fun not playing this known for the Mystics and just playing um, two Imazawa's GTAs yeah. and a main deck, Garrick Wildspeaker. Oh, nice. And it was really sweet. Yeah, I beat uh, Grixis. Yeah. Uh, two burn decks. <laughs> and um, Eldrazi. Oh, cool. Which is interesting because Eldrazi is a heinous matchup. Yeah, yeah. I can find uh, a Wasteland MVP. Yeah. I was like, so the, the two games like one, I was really, really dead, and then managed to like um, rip cards that allowed me to play multiple wastelands. Sweet. Um, and then he just didn't have any lands, and it was really good because <laughs> I'm really good at magic. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, both games was like a turn where he could have like turned the corner and actually killed me. Yeah. I was like, no, don't do it this turn, Ooh. and then he didn't, and I won. It was great. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, yeah. How was how was your week? Yeah, it's been fine. Um, haven't played a lot of magic myself um i have uh started a, an arena league with uh, a couple of people here in the northeast um mm-hmm. played my first couple of matches for that and just like lost horrifically like both both games um sweet so where it, it's really like frustrating to kind of play it currently with the way arena is still set up like obviously it's still in beta so it hasn't got the full you know, play your friends in a proper match functionality that it hopefully will do eventually. Mm-hmm. So it's like we'll you'll play your first one and then because obviously it's best of one when you're doing the challenges. Yeah. So you'll play your game and then you'll sideboard, but to sideboard essentially you're just switching it, switching a deck to a different deck, uh, and then it's lots of attempts of like creating a game and then instantly conceding if the wrong person's on the on the play <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that seems like a lot of a lot of hoops to jump through just to simulate a game of actual magic the gathering yeah it is and then you've obviously got the thing where the um uh when you're playing best of one games it like draws two opening hands and then chooses the one which has the or sort of leans towards the the one which which is supposedly going to be the most efficient for your deck or whatever, and I I, I still feel like there's a bug with that. I had like um like I I know it's just like it variance is a thing, and it, it it could well be, but uh, it was like game one of like the first game I played. Uh, mm-hmm. I kept a kept a two land hand, yeah, which is it's a bit sketchy. Obviously, it's a bit sketchy for a control deck, but. Uh, I had had all three of my colours between those two lands. Uh, I had some spells that I cast, and it was like, well, there's 27 land in my deck. I'll draw some land at some point. I'm not sure what my opponent's playing. We'll be mm-hmm. fine. We'll see what happens. Sure. I keep this two-land deck, and then, like, this, sorry, it's a two-land hand. Uh, and then it goes, like, 12 turns deep before mm-hmm. I draw another land. Sweet. Which doesn't happen because I'm dead. So Wow. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I feel like there's a I feel like there's a bug with that whole choosing of the of the, the draws the sort of two hands or simulates the two hands and goes with the, the the one that's meant to be better I feel like if it treats like lands and non lands as like different objects and maybe maybe there's a bug somewhere that can cause it to sort of stack your deck when it shuffles it back in or something. Or, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'd love to. I'd love to see the code for Arena just to see the sort of inner workings. Yeah, really so interesting to see. What you're saying is that it's basically impossible to play a proper game of Magic: The Gathering on Arena. Uh, it, it's 
currently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's... Like, I have been playing it a lot. Like, admittedly, it has come a very long way from the first time I played it, back in the alpha. Oh, yeah. But it's it's still so... It feels so far from from an actual paper game of Magic still. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that's that's reasonable, like, because we've... Obviously, we've done, like, a total 180 on the on the... The program, yeah, in general, totally. And I think like it's improved so much, and it's actually enjoyable to use that it's it's now reasonable to pick to like pick apart the small things. Yeah, for sure. That make it sort of um, I don't know more annoying to play. Yeah, because I mean it's possible to play it, and like I I definitely enjoy playing it, and like I'm happy to like just jam some standard games and stuff. Yeah, and, and do a couple of drafts, but. Um, there are there are some, some little things that need to be worked out before like it's actually good, but I mean it's it's still in beta, right? So yeah, definitely. Yeah, like maybe we'll do do a sort of updated feelings on arena episode sometime in the near future. Yeah, I mean my main feeling at the moment is why bother giving the scorpion a better animation? Why was that a priority? Um, like from, they gave him a name as well. Yeah, it's community engagement and helps growth of new players and something and. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. about turning players into payers, probably. <laughs> Ooh, is that? Did, did you make up that? that no, phrase? no, I did not. No, that that came from a it was a Ubisoft marketing video. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you were really smart. Oh no, no, <laughs> I'm far far from it. <laughs> but the uh, oh. yeah, the the other cool thing that happened to me this week, which was magic related, was that I actually won one of those like competitions on twitter that's like you know like follow this account retweet this like this to, uh, to have one entry or whatever um i thought you were going to say you won a game of magic <laughs> I, I, i've won some magic this week sure some. sorry carry on. <laughs> uh yeah so uh joseph dyer from mtg goldfish uh from vintage 101 fame and mm-hmm. like put this contest up on twitter like uh, a few weeks ago now which was just like one of those for every one of these things you do you get one entry you like follow this account like this post retweet this and uh, competition was to win a full set of power nine on magic online mm-hmm. and somehow i won <laughs> sweet so that was really cool so now you have two sets of power yes now i have two sets of power on magic online oh, greedy yeah someone else win it <laughs> yeah i mean i'll probably pay it forward and do like it i don't know maybe i'll do like a giveaway for the Lotus or something at some point but I, I think the other thing is I'm just gonna like just sell them and buy bits of shops that I was missing no just give them to your good friends Sam. I think that's what you should do uh, we'll see we'll see let me, let me come play some vintage together yeah hmm, maybe we'll see see you outside <laughs> <laughs> think about it yeah vintage is great and you should definitely play I mean yeah but there are some constraints on playing before that. yeah yeah <laughs> It's sort of unattainable at the moment. So. Yeah, true. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but besides from having having fun on Arena and um, and winning some power, I also played one of the streamer events on Arena as well. Mm-hmm. So they had a cool... Um, I genuinely, for the life of me, can't remember which streamer it was because I don't really follow the Arena streamers. Uh, had a yeah. special event up where um, it was like Cascade, the format, essentially. So the first yeah. spell you cast each turn, you got a Cascade. Sweet. Which was really cool. It was it was really interesting. Like, uh, I yeah, I did a couple of runs. I found it, it quite easy just to do with a Jeskai control deck that I'm playing anyway. Because you're playing like some, you're just playing some decent spells against which are like good against most decks, and then you're getting to cast things for free from that. Like casting Teferi and like cascading into Chemist Desert Sight was always pretty cool. Yeah, that's some, that's some sweet value. Yeah, or like. Casting Teferi and then like cascading into like Deafening Clarion to rough your opponent's board. Protecting Teferi was like sweet, so that's like something that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also made like a like a mono red goblins deck as well. Which was just doing silly things like just casting yeah, casting like the the two mana goblin that makes a goblin run in its battlefield. Uh Goblin Instigator. That's the one, yeah. Cascading yeah, casting that and cascading that into like like Goblin Monoret and stuff and then like I had Siege and Commander as the top of my curve. Yeah, that sounds really good. It was really, yeah, it was just really fun. It was a really nice, fun format, and it, it's nice to see them doing things like that with Arena. Yeah, as I know, a lot of people enjoyed um, Momo Basic. Yeah, 
So I hope they bring that back, bring that back soon. Yeah, I really hope that that's going to be like a full time feature. Like once once we have like you know years down the line, I assume when we have like every card on Arena, because like Momi is like genuinely one of my favourite formats to play on Magic Online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. Really fun, really silly, and I think I think that's something where you could use the power of Arena to like to make it like just extra cool, like all of the animations when you're casting creatures and stuff. And I feel like yeah, Momia is probably like a really good format for that. Yeah, definitely. Feels weird that I'm about to say this, but like Commander's probably a great format for that as well. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, are you feeling okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine like. All, you know, like all of like the garish animations and stuff. It's probably yeah, cool if you're casting like a bunch of legendary creatures in one turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, f- fair point. But I mean, it doesn't sound like something you'd ever say. It really, really does not. I don't know. Like, <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't. Uh, I guess it's just just the general the general hype I'm feeling and the general good mood I'm feeling towards Magic at the moment. So I'm really looking forward to the GP this coming weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm still feeling a bit. Hmm. A bit off magic. Yeah. Still. Um, like, I had a really good time playing Legacy. Yeah. But it's the first time, like, I properly made an effort to go and play magic. Um, I mean, because it's Legacy, so why wouldn't I? Yeah, for know? sure. Um, and, and how would I doing that? But, like, in terms of being bothered about... if it, I mean, if it was any other format, I probably wouldn't have bothered. Yeah. I would have gone and done something else. But hopefully, yeah, the GP will, um, will sort of um, reignite my my passion for the game yeah totally like I've, really? I've been having a lot of fun with it this week like I haven't played much but the magic I have played has been very fun and I, th- I think that's the that's the big difference really to be honest mm-hmm. cool so I guess our main topic this week really is is going to be GP Liverpool just to sort of hype it up but speaking of yeah, hyping it up before we get into that shall we do a cracker back yeah, we haven't done that in uh, God knows how long. Yeah, so. it's been a while so since we decided to, to change the format up slightly. Uh, mm-hmm. I figured, why not, since it is going to be the GP and it's also going to be the release of Ultimate Masters, why yep. not do an Ultimate Masters cracker pack? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, so unfortunately I don't have an actual pack physically I'm on just... me at the moment. I mean, yeah, I would be, I would be asking some questions if you actually had a pack. <laughs> Uh, but we decided to simulate one, so thanks to the, the awesome power of draftsim.com, we've got a, Wait, a UMA. Sorry? Are we allowed to do this? Oh, yeah. If what's he get, get a hold of us, we're not going to set us off for using this pro- this program, are we? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay, good. <laughs> just checking, just checking. Cool, so without further ado, let's get right into a pack of UMA. Mm-hmm. So first up, we've got Gurmag Angler. Sweet. Good cards. Yeah. I'm not sure how like powerful it's going to be in the format, because I'm not sure how quickly you can fill up your graveyard. Yeah. Um, but the fact that Delves is a supporting mechanic, I'd assume it's fairly reasonable. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's going to be like splashable in most decks. Like mm-hmm. six in the black for a five-five like Delve is just fairly easy to cast. And uh, it's it's yeah it's like the five five that later in the game is significantly cheap. Yep. I think it's a great card. Uh, it's, I mean, it has to be the default pick now, but I, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd, <laughs> you know, I think there are there are worse worse cards to pick early on than Gurmag Angler. Yeah, I mean, I'm in for the fish. Sweet. Uh, next up, we got Prey Upon. Mm, that is one green for a sorcery. Target creature control fights target creature you don't control. Okay, so. This card is either unplayable yep. or mediocre based on the format. <laughs> it's never amazing. Yeah. I'd probably rather take the angler at this point. I'm not I'm not sure how good Prey Upon's gonna be. Yeah, I think so. Um I think my aversion to playing green cards in general would uh, make me lean hey. towards the angler. How dare you? <laughs> uh but I mean removal's always fine, right? Um, not not normally when it's prey upon. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Bad removal is still bad. That is true. Uh, so next up, we've got Crushing Canopy. It's two and a green for an instant. Choose one. Destroy target creature with flying or destroy target enchantment. I imagine this is uh, as playable as it is in guilds. Yeah, quite probably. Uh, I'm not taking this over a reasonably efficient creature. Yep, I, I agree with that fully. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, next up we got Repel the Darkness, that's two and a white for an instant. Tap up to two target creatures, draw a card. No? Yeah, yeah, no, like, I probably won't ever play the card. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. Ever. So that's, that's a nice easy no. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more interesting next, I think. Next up we got Fire Ice. Oof. That is one red uh, for fire, deals two damage divided as you choose amongst one or two targets, or one blue uh, for an instant for ice, tap target permanent, draw a card. Yeah, I'm taking fire ice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's particularly close yeah. so far. Uh, yeah, quite probably. Like, I think it's that thing of like when you're doing a master's draft, like how many of these drafts are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You want to play what's fun, and what's more fun than forcing blue-red spells and first picking yeah, exactly. fire ice. I mean, I, I always take fire ice and cube. Yeah. So it must be correct to take it here. And it's a common, so if I can get multiple of them, it's just going to be great. Yeah, multiple fire ice would be pretty cool. <coughs> Sweet. Next up, we have Martyr of Sands. Is one white for a 1-1 human cleric. You can pay one, reveal X white cards from your hand, and sacrifice it. You gain three times X life. No, thank you. <laughs> Definitely not as good as fire ice. Yeah, I agree there. Fire ice just kills it as well, like... That's true. It's fine. Or taps it. That is true. That is true. Relevant. <laughs> cool, so straight no on the Martyr of Sands. And next mm-hmm. up we have Wingsteed Rider. That is one white white for a 2-2 human knight with flying. And it has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets it, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, three mana 2-2 two, two flying is, like, fine. It's a fine rate for a common... Uh, I think, like, Heroic's probably going to be a pretty good mechanic in the set. Yep. I think the Heroic deck's probably going to be, like, really powerful, but I think if you're going to play the Heroic deck, you probably want to start off a bit stronger than the Wingsteed Rider. Yep, I'd agree. It has to be one slippery boy or nothing, I'm afraid. Ugh, I I hope it's not. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Ether Snipe. That is five and a blue for a 4-4 Elemental. When it enters the battlefield, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, or you can evoke it for one blue-blue. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. If Fire Ice wasn't in this pack, I'd probably take it. Uh, so far, that might be my pick as well. Mm. I think, although even then, like to be honest, I think the most interesting thing about it is that the the A and the E are now separated on the card. Oh, sure, because they took it out because it was like impossible they to actually... That. Yeah, that symbol. I can't remember the name of the symbol, but yeah, they, they decided, oh, we're not going to use that, so we're just going to use letters now. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So next up, we've got Double Cleave. That's one and a red or a white for an instant. Target creature gains double strike and plunder turn. Uh, no. No, I like pretty much absolutely not. It's like, maybe I'll stick one in as like a... 23rd card like if I have to and I'm playing an aggressive deck but I'm probably never going to play this card yeah you really really don't want to first pick it jeez no next up we got our last of our commons it is treasure cruise that is 7 and a blue uh, for a sorcery it also has delve and it just simply says draw 3 cards yeah so I remember um, when this was I think it was first spoiled in Khans yeah and Half the people, like, this is literally just Ancestral Recall. This is completely busted. Yeah. And then the rest of us were like, no, you're joking. It costs eight mana. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I think it was less than half half the people saying it was busted, to be honest. I think it, like, yeah. I think it's, like, a notorious Reddit post where it's, like, has, like, a load of upvotes for somebody saying, like, oh, this card is horrific. It's just bad. Like, it's not going <laughs> to get played. And everyone has, everyone's agreeing. And they're like, oh, this, this is just, like, eight mana for a sorcery. Maybe it'll see some standard play. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, I think those uh, those reservations probably apply in this specific situation. It's probably not that good. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably still good, but I, I think as far as like first picking goes, I think you're going to have more fun with fire and ice. Yeah, and I mean, you're probably casting this like as a concentrate. Yeah, yeah. Like a five mana draw three, um, which is fine. Yeah, it's not interesting. Yeah, for sure. And that that involves you having to like sort of power it out, which I'm not sure is that easy to do. So like I'd much rather take the fire ice and have some more fun. I agree. So we come to our uncommons next. Uh, first up, we have become immense. That's five and a green for an instant. 
Uh, target creature gets plus six, plus six at the end of turn, and it also has delve. Oh, old faithful. Yeah, I know a lot about this card. Yeah, I miss playing this card. Um, it's the um, least interesting of the delve cards in the pack, so therefore I'm not taking it. Yeah, agreed. There, like again, like if I'm playing a if I'm playing a green deck, like I'll probably take one of these as they come round because it is it's just a fantastic combat trick. Like mm-hmm. you know, you got to attack, no blocks. Oh sure, I give it plus six plus six. Yep, it's probably GG's right there. Pretty good. Yeah, I love it. Become immense, and I really miss it being being out of standard. I really miss Gataxian Pro powering out, but. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the less said about that, the better. Yeah. Cool, so next up we have Appetite for Brains. That is one black for a sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a card from it with converted mana cost four or greater and exile that card. God, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like in limited formats, like, hand disruption spells are quite weird. Like, I feel like they're either... Like, again, that thing with, um, with like, Prey Upon, like, they're either just absolutely terrible or like mediocrely good like mediocrely good mm-hmm. yeah I think this is fine like if you know your opponent has like an absurd bomb yeah I think it's fine to bring it in like game two and try and snag the bomb um, but yeah you're not actively picking this <laughs> especially not first pick in no way sweet okay so like the pack so far has been medium yeah medium I think it's pretty medium it's, it's fairly interesting though I think yeah so we come to our last of the uncommons next. We have Blast of Genius. That is four blue red for a sorcery. Choose any target, draw three cards, then discard a card. Blast of Genius deals damage equal to the discarded card's converted mana cost to that permanent or player. Seems uh, less good than Hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this is cool. Um, I think I'm taking a blue red card. It's still Fire Ice, but. You're not probably not going to wheel this, right? Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine this is going to make it all the way back around here. I mean, it but makes, then again, it makes, I can't imagine Fire Ice would make it all the way back around here as well. Yeah, absolutely not. I think maybe maybe it's maybe you know Fire Ice is a common, so you're more like, more like to open another one. Whereas Bastardinus is an uncommon, so you're not going to open another one. But yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, removal spell is removal spell, but I think Fire Ice is probably just good enough as a removal spell. Yeah, I think so. It's it's a very versatile spell. Mm-hmm. Um, so hope to wheel this. Definitely not. Sure. Yeah, I mean, even then, if we don't wheel it, we're probably going to wheel either the Treasure Cruise or the Ether Snipe, which are probably both playable in the deck. Yeah, it just not be really sweet. Um, the Treasure Cruise obviously be good. Yeah, yeah. Good. So we come to our rare. Mm-hmm. See how it changes things. It's through the breach. Okay. <laughs> Fall on a red for an instant, arcane. You may put a creature card from your hand on the battlefield. That creature gains haste. Sacrifice that creature at the beginning of the next end step. It has splice on arcane, two red red. Okay, so am I taking this for I'm at a GP and I want to make some money and buy some more cards or do another draft? Or am I trying to build a good draft deck? Um, both. Okay, so the first one, I'm taking the three to breach. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one, I'm taking the pharaohs, obviously. Um, I, I don't know. I I feel like there might even be some some scope for through the breach. Oh yeah, you could do some like nonsense and like hope you open some kind of stupid card. But I think it, like in the set, unless you're like you get one of the the Eldrazi Titans. Yeah. I think most through the breaches are going to be mediocre at best. Probably, but it's still it's still a pretty cool card. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to take it because it's worth money. I mean, like <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, which I guess is one of the things of this format is you're going to get a lot more rare drafting than you normally would because yeah, um, sure. rare slot is packed full of um, absolute nonsense. Cards, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not taking this if I'm trying to build a good deck. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I probably would just take the Through the Breach. I think comparing the Through the Breach and the Fire Ice, like in, in this draft format, in this kind of thing, like you want to take... You want to take the card with the highest ceiling, and I think through the breach, absolutely gets there. Sure. I mean, I guess we're trying to have fun. You want to take the highest ceiling. I'd rather take the highest floor, though. Yeah. If I'm trying to like actually win, and which like is objectively far right. Yeah, that that is that is fair. That is fair. 
because like that card's always going to be good whereas you, you can take a 3d breach and then get past like a control deck without any win cons or you can like get past a weenie deck where like this is just terrible or sure. um yeah i mean yeah that's fair enough congrats so, on making three dollars i guess <laughs> you're on the fire ice i'm on the through the beach let's mm-hmm. see if the foil changes that oh yeah i forgot about the foil yeah foil in every pack Sweet. So our foil is Ulamog's Crusher. Ooh. Uh, no, but ooh. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. How are we casting the Eldrazi in this set? Um, are we relying the on breach? the breach? <laughs> um, maybe, but also, like, maybe you're just going to get there with the 8 mana. Sure. I just, it's funny, interesting, because, like, the first time... Um, the Eldrazi were printed in a master set like uh, um, Monasters 15 yeah they came with a lot of like the actual Eldrazi spawn yeah yeah there were a lot of cards that made Eldrazi spawn and you had like uh, Eldrazi temple uncommon as well mm-hmm. yeah so like there was, there was actually scope to get there whereas I think they, this time they've just been printed for like value and like cool card reasons yeah for sure like, I absolutely love the new art and Max Crusher as well Oh wait, we found a card to um, through the breach in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only, this was, if only this was sealed. <laughs> <laughs> Value. Yeah, because then you can have Blaster Genius. Yeah. Fire Ice. <sighs> Treasure Cruise. Yeah. Through the breach, Rumor's Crusher. God, this is a sweet sealed pack. Yeah, if only. Oh well. Um, yeah, I, I think I would personally still be on the through the breach there. Not the Unmog's Crusher. No. How it's foil. It is a foil Unmog's Crusher. It's true. got sweet new art. That pauper value. That's probably worth quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so, to be honest. Hang on, I'm going to have to check. Cool. I mean, but yeah, def- just looking at the set, and it's like there's, there isn't really that much in terms of ramp. Like, like you've got... Uh, what have you got? Basically, you've got, like, Noble Hierarch at rare. Mm-hmm. And I guess you've got, like, Entomb and Reanimate and stuff, but... You haven't really got, you know, your traditional ramp spells. Yeah, there's, there's, there's I mean, it's like, yeah, Kadama's Reach, and that's sort of it. Um, a, a foil Unamog's Crusher from Ultimate Masters yes. is pre-sending on Star City Games for 99 cents. Oh, <laughs> value. Yeah, not quite the value. That <laughs> we were looking for. I mean, the gun <laughs> is probably worth more than that, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Gun Max was like next to nothing. I thought it was like randomly like a couple of dollars. No, my foil ones are like fifteen dollars, but regular ones are like next to nothing. Rip. I have a lot of them. <laughs> that was a, that was a, my my all in con spec. Oh, they're never going to reprint delve cards for ages, so I'll grab a load of these while they're dirt cheap. And this is, is going to be the new delver. Uh oh. Nope. <laughs> nope. Didn't didn't work out. Right, so this is approximately the 25th podcast in a row where we've talked about Ultimate Masters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that yeah, I did say we were never going to talk about it again. Yeah, I mean, you know, it seems it seems um, fitting because we're going to be doing a lot of drafting this weekend. We are, yeah. Um, of Ultimate Masters. Um, I'm going to not eat any food and drink nothing but water all weekend so I can afford it. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> seems like value, right? Yeah. No, I, I'm genuinely looking, really, really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm much more looking forward to just, just taking off the pressure a bit and just doing a lot of like my master's drafts and having some fun and spending a lot of time around vendors and stuff. Than I think I would be if if we were if we were going to be doing the main event. Yeah, I I agree. Like I'm just looking forward to like a weekend, um, to just hang out with cool people and because I mean historically when I go to GPs I don't just play that much magic. Yeah. Um, like I'll do a couple of side events and jam to EDH and then just do some trading and stuff. Yeah. Even that, like I just have a great time. Um, and this time I don't have to go to work in between. Yeah. Because <laughs> the last two GPs I've been to, I've had to drive home to go to work for a day and then come back in the next day in the afternoon, which is uh, pretty pretty crap. Feels but, really uh, bad. Yeah. So uh, I'm going straight for like immediately from work on Friday. Um, and I told my manager I need to finish early. Sweet. For undisclosed reasons. <laughs> yeah, I need to go play like a kid's car game uh, in Liverpool, so I need to finish early if that's okay. <laughs> nice. um, I've actually got Saturday off work, so um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, I really, really can't wait. Mm-hmm. Looking like an absolutely stacked weekend full of like really cool events. Um, obviously, the main event, 
good luck if you are playing in the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main event is sold out, which is really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, like I'm expecting to see some like like pretty interesting teams. Like I, I like wouldn't be surprised if there was a few like big name like pro teams turning up. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, and I know we've got like some more like interesting teams. We've got like um, like Wedge from the Mana Source flying over. It's teaming with uh, Pleasant Kenobi. Yeah, that's gonna be sweet. So that's gonna be a pretty cool, pretty cool team to watch. Uh, see, all of the Fnatic packages are sold out as well. Like all of like the side event packages. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be a really popular one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, hopefully there'll be space for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure there will be. Like, yeah, like my plan is just to do like all of the on-demand events, like anyway. Um, and I don't know. Like, I'm still still slightly in two minds about doing the modern PTQ on the Sunday. Like, I'm probably not going to. Um, I'm gonna bring my modern deck. Yeah, like I'm gonna bring Tron because, like, why not? Um. I won't answer that question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, Rude. yeah, because <laughs> sure. boring. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll bring them on there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, not play it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah I mean, I'm just going to be jamming every Legacy event there possibly is. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to jam as much limited as, as I can. I think, mm-hmm. sorry, I think my big plan is, like, so I get arrive on the Friday, uh, and there's an old school event on. Uh, it's it's off site, so it's just at a pub, which is pretty cool. And I think there's mm. going to be uh, sixteen of us Sweet. signed up for that event, so it's going to be like a, just a, a nice size. I think uh, really really looking forward to it. Uh, it's the first event I'm getting to play in since the international edition and collector's edition has been legal for the UK tournaments as well. Oh yeah, sweet. So we need to get to play with some more pieces of power. Ooh, what, what do you what do you have from um, those sets? Uh, I have Ancestral Recall and Time Twister. Ooh, what are you playing? Because I assumed you were playing like Mono Black or Deco. So I'm playing uh, playing my my sort of take on a uh, on a Dead Guy Dead Guy Ale list. So I'm calling mm-hmm. it Root Beer because it's kind of like my own brew, and I don't drink. So there <laughs> we go. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Uh, uh, yeah, so it is. It's pretty much just like your stock, like dead Kyle like what you would expect. Like it, it's a, a very much kind of like heavy based black deck. It's playing like black knights, hippies, uh, playing Suchi and Juggernaut as a mixture because I can't afford you some gins. Sure. Uh, and then it's playing the white package. It's playing uh, main board. It's playing four swords to plowshares, two disenchants, and Sweet. then I'm just splashing for. Uh, Ancestral Recall and Time Twister because I'm playing uh, three copies of Underworld Dreams as well. Sweet. And like okay. Underworld Dreams plus Time Twister is just incredible. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, if you assemble that, your opponent's not going to win the game. It's so good. I draw seven and you take seven damage. Sweet. Seems great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm it's really fun. looking forward to that. Forward to that. I think it's going to be a really fun event. Um, yeah, I've managed to like keep my deck list secret until now, I guess. So. I can't. Right. I, mean, I can't imagine anybody who who's going to the event listens to this. But if they do, then oh, they're gonna. They're and we've gonna had know like playing. an episode on old school. Yeah, yeah. right. They, they might have stuck with us for all of our. We, stuff. I mean, yeah, we 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 have, we have we have talked about old school before, but yeah, this is a deck I've, I've brewed especially for this event. Sweet. Figured I'm not playing like Underground Season Legacy anymore currently, so I may as well stick to my old school deck. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I'm going to be. I guess when I'm not playing in an actual event, I'm going to be jamming some old school as well. Yeah. It's sweet. Just cast some Yeah, I think it's just going to be, there'll be plenty going on over the weekend, sort of about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be my, my Friday. I think we'll, we'll do that and then I'll head over to the uh, the convention centre once that's all done and meet up with people and I guess just probably like peruse the stalls and see, see who's there, see who's got what and I don't know, maybe do a draft on Friday night. And then play loads of commander, right? No, never. I don't even have a commander deck. <laughs> Dude, I'm bringing seven with me. At uh, some point, you're playing commander. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, it's gonna. I don't know. No, no, there'll be no see about it. You'll play like one game, and then you'll hate it, and we'll never talk of it again. But it's gonna happen. I'd rather draft battle bond, to be honest. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a low blow. Sure, sure. But my commander decks are so good. Yeah, it's shame the format isn't. 
six different green commander decks. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my Friday sorted. And I think just the, the Saturday and Sunday really like I don't have any firm plans. Just hang out, draft. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's on the prize walls. Like I'm hoping mm-hmm. since it's kind of one of the last GPs, or I mean, certainly the last GP in Europe of the year, they might have some like interesting prizes on the prize wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm still in search of um, an uncut bolus sheet from yeah. nineteen. I still haven't seen one. I would love to just see one. I know if it just if it just randomly appears. Yeah, like I'm grinding events to get that because that would be like my prize possession. Yeah, it would be so good. We'll happily sit in Grand Turbo Town all day with you. One on one, one hundred percent. Yeah, like like that would be my entire weekend. Sure. How, how was your weekend? I did nothing, but look at this sweet thing I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds. Vaguely similar to my plan. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to get there on fr- Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, trade in loads of cards. Yeah. Um, which I will definitely regret trading in. And then try and find myself a guy's cradle. Yeah, seems like a good plan. Because I miss owning a guy's cradle. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the one one card missing from like actually making my Maverick list correct. Yeah. Because all the lists are currently playing a guy's cradle because that card's really good. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try and find one of those, and then if I have any money left, I'm probably just going to. I mean, the three formats I'll be playing are Ultimate Masters, Legacy, and EDH, so I'd spend my remaining money on that, I suppose. Sweet. Yeah, I, I was hoping we'd get some, like, I don't know, some, like, some more interest in, like, limited events, like, any of, like, the, the kind of flashback drafts or, like, you know, like, historic sealed and stuff, but mm-hmm. I guess the the cost of those products has gone up, like, exponentially since the last time there was a GP in the UK. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and it just right, right. it feels like it makes more sense for Channel Fireball just to sell those sets rather than like charge like thirty pounds per head to do a Innistrad draft or something. Yeah, like as sweet as it would be, I can kind of understand them not having that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially when we do have Ultimate Masters as well, which I, I assume that they're going to have a lot of, and we'll be pushing that pretty hard all weekend. Yeah, and you can draft Spider Spawning in that, so who needs Innistrad? Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So, other than the the events, uh, we've got some. We've got a couple of artists there for the weekend. Uh, we've got RK Post. We've got Chris Rallis. We've got John Stanko, and we've got Philip Burbron. They're mm. they're all artists that have done. I mean, their art style is is really cool. Like their art is really nice, and it's all a lot of sort of new cards in there. Yeah. Um. I mean. I, yeah. I honestly, can't remember the last UK GP. I went to where RK Post wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think RK Post just does every single GP. Like, you got two going yeah. on at the same weekend. You'll find a way to be at both. Yeah, well, I mean, almost certainly. Like, I guess he doesn't really get commissioned for cards much anymore. Yeah. Um. So I guess he's got to try to make make money somehow. Um. And obviously he's got all his all his tokens and play mats and stuff to sell. I know, like, people are really big fans of his work. So yeah, he's definitely a very popular artist. But, I mean, at a certain point, every every Magic player in the UK is going to have all their RK postcards signed and own all his playmats and tokens. So yeah. um, it's going to run out of business soon enough, right? Yeah, I I think like like yeah, the artists have chosen for the event is I I think it's pretty good. Like you've got some like cards that have been pretty good in standard, like recently and currently. So you've got like uh, Chris Rallis done a lot of art for for newer sets. So you've got. Like Liliana from Armanquette, quite a, a really nice piece that was, you know, mm-hmm. saw some play in Standard recently. And then obviously Teferi is the, the current flavour of the month, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine a lot of people are going to get their Teferi signed. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of. It's like, um, I can't, I can never pronounce her name, but the artist that did uh, Chandra Torture Defiance. Yeah. Um, where I can't remember what GP she was at, but I was there, and every time I walked past her booth, she was just shining, signing Chantress. Yeah, it was GP <laughs> so London. Much the same. Yeah, um, I remember that one. Sorry. Yeah, like I, I think that like the selection's probably pretty good, but I do, I do wish there was like like at least like one like old school artist. Yeah, I mean, I think um, GP Birmingham were kind of spoiled with uh, all the all the old school. Like we have Mark Paul and Dan Fraser, yeah. like. Um, and Anthony S. Waters, and like it was quite, quite the showing of artists. Yeah, definitely, it definitely seemed to be that way. Yeah. I guess at the same time, you've got um, SCG Con Winter going on this weekend as well. 
yes uh, over in, yeah over in america and you look at their artists and it's like oh vulcan varga dan fraser douglas Schuler, noah bradley mark pool yeah just like just every amazing artist that you could possibly think of yeah will be there that weekend it's unbelievable. I mean, should we just like sack off Liverpool and just go all the way to Virginia? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> just, just to like, I don't know, get some fake power made. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that was the thing. Like, I've, I've got some of like the blank cards from the the World Championship decks that I I was hoping to get sort of some bits of power sketched on so I can stick them in my cube until I can get the the missing bits of power to replace them. Like eventually, mm-hmm. uh, but. I don't know. I get the artists we have there. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I, I, you know, like no. I guess no offense to the artists, but I'm not quite sure. I want any of them sketching power for me for my cube. Like I would prefer. It, I would prefer somebody who worked on like one of the original sets to do it. Yeah, someone else cool. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, like this this thing about the artists, like that. I really really like their work. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a big fan. It's just in terms of like the, the cards that I personally own and the cards that I personally like to get signed as like collector's items I don't really own any of them yeah um, like all my RK postcards are signed because I've seen them like a couple times before um, and I don't really own many standard cards yeah uh, so it's a bit of a shame but like yeah actually, like, I might buy like a couple because I, I, every GP I go to I buy like a couple of prints so yeah. I'll find some sweet stuff like I might get the new Tarmogoyf from um, Philip Bourbon because that's sweet yeah, I think that's it. For, like for me, like I'm, I'm not really into like signed cards, like unless it's like a, like specific artist. Like I've got, I've got like a few signed cards that I play with. So I've got like my, uh, Infernal Tutors signed by Kev Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, which like yeah, we held like a like a modern event in York, and we got, uh, Kev Walker to come in and do sort of like a, a guest appearance at that, and he signed my Infernal Tutors there, and that's it was really cool. Like I absolutely loved playing with those cards never going to get rid of those I got those signed um, but then yeah other than that like the only cards that I have signed are like ones that I've like acquired that are already signed that are signed by artists which don't really do a lot of appearances mm-hmm. uh, so I've got like a obviously Shaharazad I've got a signed copy of that and then some signed uh, Mistress Factories as well and it's like yeah Sweet. like folios don't really make many or any GP appearances these days yeah, like they never do it. Yeah, I guess there's sort of like a, a, a sort of stock roster of of um, artists that do GPs these days. Yeah, and it's cool to see Dan Fraser like is doing more events. Like, yeah, he's absolutely. Like, he he didn't for a while, and then it's just like done loads of them. Yeah, which is really really cool. And obviously, people are, like big fans of his work. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like so like obviously Rob Alexander is one of my favorite magic artists, like hands down. You and everyone else, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wouldn't get any of my jewels signed because there's probably more revised jewels that have been signed by Rob Alexander than haven't been. <laughs> that haven't, yeah. Um, so I would, we... I'd like, you know, I'll buy, I'll absolutely buy a print or two or three, but I wouldn't really want my card signed by him. I mean, it was really sweet when I um, saw someone playing Death Shadow and Legacy, and they had their underground seas. Uh, Warrior Graves, Quoted Deltas, and Funnest Strand signed by him. Yeah, see, that's really that, cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, that is, that's, that's really special, cool. definitely. Um, but yeah, I see, I see your point. Just like every Rob Alexander card that I've ever seen has been signed, apart from the ones I own. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. Cool. Yeah, so other than the, the artists, I think the other big thing that I'm, I'm really looking forward to is it's just the vendors, to be honest. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I feel like it's, it is very rarely that we get GPs in the UK or like a, a sizable event where you'll get like more than three vendors turn up and the, the whole you know like mtg finance mtg economy like buying selling trading cards thing is like one of the things that i personally really love about the game mm-hmm. so, I've noticed. yeah <laughs> yeah as i'm sure many many of our listeners have noticed mm-hmm. uh yeah like hands down like one of my favorite things is just just to like be in a room with like a considerable amount of vendors and just seeing what everybody has for sale and trade and just shopping around for deals. I feel like we rarely get a chance to do that in the UK, so it, it's really cool to sort of take advantage of that while it's available. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm going to be hanging out mostly by Tokyo MTG. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because GP Birmingham, they had, like, so many cards I wanted. Like, a lot of Japanese cards that I wanted. There's 95 as well, and they always have a good stock of Japanese cards. Yeah. Which I, I, I like to collect. Um, and yeah, I'm going to collect a lot of nonsense cards I don't actually need. Yeah, I find Tokyo MTG are, are really good as far as, like, their stock goes. Like, they, they tend to know what people want and will bring it with them. Yeah. Um, looking forward to like checking out like Channel Fireball always gave like really good prices for their tradings. Uh, in the past like I've always been surprised by like how much better they are than than some of the other ones. Yeah, it's interesting cuz their trade-in prices are really good, but their actual cards for sale are a little bit more expensive than the rest of the room normally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. Cash price, you can go spend your money elsewhere. Yeah. Um but I, I guess like they're running the event, right? So Yeah, of course. And then um, MTG Mint Bazaar, another one that I'm um, interested in checking out, mm-hmm. which is the um, I think it's like a combination of MTG Mint card and then another another store. I'm not not quite sure who though. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't see. Uh, you can't actually because on the on the um, CFB website uh, events website, you can click on all of them and go to a website. You can't click on that one. Yeah, yeah. It appears to not have a website. Yeah, so. I, I can't find like a web presence for them, but I know it's definitely an MTG Mint card. But I think they're like partnering with another store, but I'm not not quite sure who it is. Hmm. I, it, I would assume it's going to be like a European store, but I'm just not yeah. quite sure. It, it, yeah, I definitely want to see what they've got. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I imagine they'll have quite a lot of old school cards. Yeah, probably. They were big sellers last time. Yeah. Um, it was mainly like, but I think the most sold cards were like old school cards. Yeah. And Khan sign of Urza. So yeah. <laughs> I imagine we'll see much of the same, much of the same this time around. So yeah, it it seems to be the way it's going to be. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what it's like for old school cards, considering like the like the last GP. Like I wasn't at, obviously I wasn't at the last GP myself, but it was full on like everything was like completely at its ceiling. It was it was around the time where, like it was quite near to GP Vegas, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so you had like obviously a GP Vegas, like vendors were just buying revised underground seeds at like $700 each and all that kind of nonsense. So yeah, I, I, mean, I think like obviously the prices have like definitely leveled off a bit and they've sort of found their new floor. So I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see see what's going on. Yeah, they were really, really hyped up. Um, like all the prices seemed very, very high. Yeah. Um, from the cars that they were, but I mean, like, like I say, like that that sort of weekend, like that that month, kind of, yeah, an old school, like really exploded in popularity. Yeah. So I imagine it's going to be, um, yeah, like I said, like more more, more uh, reasonable prices. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm looking forward to it. But it's always nice to go look at you know later chaos orbs. I wish. I wish. Just look at this card. I can't own. Yeah. I mean, really nice. depending. I mean, depending on the prices of things and. I think I think unlimited chaos orbs probably on my shopping list. I think for the weekend. Oof, that'd be sweet. Yeah, they've come down a little bit in price. So I'm, I I think I think it's probably going to be within reach. Sweet. I mean, to be fair, I might just spend my entire weekend following you doing trades. <laughs> <laughs> so there's really like a lot of uh, a lot of value exchanged. Between yeah. People, so. Yeah, I've, I've been sorting out. I guess that's that's something I've been doing doing this weekend. Actually, like while while jamming arena, just like. Sorting out a lot of cards and a lot of bulk and just stuff that I'm gonna gonna get rid of that I, like just cards I've got in boxes that I I haven't looked at for a little while and like don't really care about would much rather just, just like even if I can just trade them for like beta basics or something I'll do that happily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna do that um, today when I got home from work and then it took me about forty five minutes. <laughs> so I don't, don't own any cards anymore. But so um, that was a little bit disappointing. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have like you know. Hundreds of pounds worth of cards that I can trade and then get what I want. Nope, nope. I got rid of them all before. Uh-oh. <laughs> Paying bills is really expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <sighs> yeah, I think it's going to be really awesome. Like, if anybody sees us, like, come say hi, please. Like, I'll happily like jam like whatever format. Like, I'm gonna have like a load of decks with me. Um, like, if you want to play Commander with me, you're gonna have to loan me a deck. <laughs> <laughs> But I promise I will, like genuinely will. Like if you if you want to sit down and play commander with me, I will do that. Holy crap! That's that's that's. I genuinely thought those words would never come out of your mouth. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, if yeah, like 
come say hi if you see us. I've made some cool like business cards up as well for the weekend to give out to people. I've got yeah, the podcast detail on one side, and on the other half, the other side is just like a blank token template, so you can sort of sketch on there or draw on there, whatever you want. Like I'm definitely going to be using those against my opponents in any any games I play that use tokens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's that's something that you can come and have for nothing if you see us there. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to throw out all my uh, my RK Post tokens. <laughs> just <laughs> just use uh, the podcast tokens instead. That'd be really sweet. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's going to be cool, definitely. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward yeah. to it a lot. Yeah, if you if you see someone just hanging out, staring at a guy's credo, not knowing whether to buy it or not, it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to GP Liverpool. It's going to be an absolute blast. Hopefully we'll see a bunch of people who listen to the podcast there. Hopefully we'll make a bunch of new listeners as well. It's just going to be great. Yeah, I'm really forward to it. But before we go, shall we do a What the Deck? Yeah, I like to do one every now and again. Yeah, I've found a really, really fun vintage deck that looks super cool, super interesting. Uh, I figured it fits the theme of me winning a set of power on Magic Online, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is this is firmly in your warehouse, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Spencer Bot, 15, um, fairly like well-known name in vintage circles, uh, it went 5-0 on a competitive vintage league with this deck it is called time key paradox and it's your it's, you know it's your standard paradox outcome deck plays loads of zero artifact as your mana artifacts uh, but it really really goes all in on mm. some particular combos so I've run through the deck list it is one blacksteel colossus one ancestral recall one cataxian probe one vampiric tutor one Demonic Shooter, one Time Walk, one Time Twister, one Tinker, one Wheel of Fortune, four Paradoxical Outcome, one Black Lotus, one Lion's Eye Diamond, one Lotus Petal, one Mana Crypt, one Mox Emerald, one Mox Jet, four Mox Opal, one Mox Pearl, one Mox Ruby, one Mox Sapphire, four Sensei's Divine and Top, one Soul Ring, three Voltaic Key, four Grim Monolith, four Helm of Awakening, one Time Vault, and one Aether Flux Reservoir, and plays four Experimental Frenzy, Four mm-hmm. Forbidden Orchard, four Mistress Workshop, two Spire of Industry, one Talarian Academy. And then the sideboard, it's four Tormod's Crypt, which are pretty much essential against Dredge. Um, and, like, again, it's just a zero-run artifact. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. One copy of Balance, because that card is restricted. Uh, four copies of Defense Grid. Four Oath of Druids. It combos very nicely with the uh, Forbidden Orchard. And then mm-hmm. it plays... They're the creatures to get without over druids in the sideboard it plays Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight and one Blazing Archon yeah sweet so it just goes really really heavy in on that, that combo of uh, Time Vault Voltaic Key obviously it is that combo in Vintage it's fairly popular it allows you just to take infinite turns so you use Time yep. Vault when you tap Time Vault uh, you take an extra turn after this turn and you use Voltaic Key which is a one mana artifact you pay one mana to untap target artifact you untap your time vault, and then you tap your time vault, take a turn, untap it in your next turn, take a turn, just take infinite turns. Mm-hmm. This kind of really, really seeks to just get there as fast as possible with just, just the amount of like tutors and like draw sevens that it plays. Like typically in your your sort of paradox outcome decks, like you'll be playing like uh, like monastery mentor. Or you'll just kind of be playing like a like a Jeskai deck that just happens to play a product slot come because it's a card that should probably be restricted. Yep. Uh, and then it also plays the one of Bite Steel Crosses as well, which is a really nice uh, target for Tinker. Mm-hmm. So if you Tinker, you are casting it for two and a blue. You sacrifice an artifact, search for a library for an artifact, put that artifact into play. Uh, so you can use that to get any bits of the combos that you need. Whether you can just do that turn one, get your blight steel out, uh, or if you need the time vault or the voltaic key, get the part that you're missing. Yep. This one gets really interesting because like not a lot of those decks play Wheel of Fortune. Uh, this one does. Just a great draw seven in this instance, and it also plays the the really interesting sort of new addition that we've had since Guilds of Ravnica, which is Experimental Frenzy and Helm of Awakening. Yeah, that seems really sweet. Yeah, I've seen a few decks sort of sort of use this. So you, Helm of Awakening, uh, it's a two mana artifact. It says all spells cost one generic mana less to pay, and most of the spells in your deck cost zero mana or one mana anyway. 
uh, and then you're just making them cheaper with those Helm of, Helm of Awakenings. So you get to just essentially go through your deck for, for free with the Experimental Frenzy. Mm -hmm. uh, it also plays the Aetherflux Reservoir as well, so that's another target which you can get with your Tinker. Uh, and you just, yeah, Aetherflux Reservoir with Experimental Frenzy in play, you find you very, very quickly gain a load of life and you'll just burn your opponent out. It, yeah, it's sweet. yeah, it doesn't really play like any of like your typical cards you'd see in like your most sort of typical outcome builds where you're playing like mentor and you're playing all the control cards that go with it, like your force of wills and your mental missteps and such. It's mm -hmm. just solely just trying to get in on the combo, get it assembled as fast as possible, trying to go off and sort of turn one as consistently as possible. Yep. I think it's really, really cool. It's definitely something I'm looking to build myself. I think even like just looking at this this currently, I feel like this might not even be like the optimum build yet. Yeah. And just looking at um, I think like, like, could you cut like, could you cut a top for like a Yorgmoth's will? Ooh. So I'm thinking like straight away looking at this like, it it plays all of the restricted cards that it can because like they're restricted for a reason. Yep. And then the cards that it's it's not that aren't restricted, they're all ridiculously good and it's playing like the full play sets of them. I just feel like, yeah, like maybe you could stick like your ghost will in there instead of like one uh one divining top, or maybe like one experimental frenzy even. I'm not sure, it's interesting, it's definitely something I'd like to play around with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems pretty sweet. Yeah. Do you have any any thoughts on this deck? I mean so I like vintage, like I like watching vintage. Yeah. But I have no, like, obviously, real inkling about like deck building or anything. Yeah. Uh, this looks like every other vintage deck, except it has four experimental phrases in it. Yeah, sure. Which is pretty sweet. Like, it just uh, like allows you to refill and um, just have gas. And I suppose you're playing like eleven lands. Yeah. <clears throat> so your ability to whiff off experimental frenzy is just like so minimal. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's pretty bad if you reveal a blight, if you like see a blight still costs, but yeah, still it, it's, it's one of those cards that I've seen quite a lot of people have been sort of brewing with it, like since it it was released. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the time, like they they tend to be like at least in the past, like they've been sort of tendrils of Agni decks or like kind of grape shot decks, where mm -hmm. they're just just trying to like play as many sort of tutors and and cantrips as possible through the experimental frenzy. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I know, like Rich Shea streamed with like a experimental frenzy deck. The video is available on on YouTube, and I know he. I think he's sort of helped sort of popularise that um, that playing the Helm of Awakening with the frenzy in the Everflux Reservoir. Yes, yeah, because essentially confident. your whole deck just costs like either zero or like one of like a coloured mana, which you're you're getting from your like all of your power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's not much better than a demonic tree for one mana. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, I just think it looks really fun, and it, it's it's not a it's not a deck that you've you've typically seen in vintage for for a while. I feel like vintage is at least this year really. It's, it's been kind of like a stale format. Like I feel like it's a really fun fun format, but it's it's like you play shops. Or you play Dredge, or you play a an outcome deck, or you play Jeskai Xerox. Like that's pretty much your choices. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think like recently, like we've seen some more interesting decks. Like you're seeing like like Four Color Survival. Like you're seeing uh, some interesting like Oath decks. And then yeah, you are like since the Guilds of Ravnica was released, you're seeing people jam stuff like Experimental Frenzy. I've seen like Niv Mizzet like turn up in a deck. Yep. Like Niv Mizzet's like a pretty good um Uther Druids target in like vintage where you're playing like a lot of instances and sorceries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think you lose the game if you uh if you have a Niv Mizzet in play in vintage. Yeah, no way. It's true of any format, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely pretty much true of any format. But I think yeah, very much so. I'm really liking the way that, that this deck's look looking and I am looking forward to building it myself. Mm -hmm. We still think Paradox Galactic comes to be restricted. Absolutely, I, I don't understand. Whenever there's like a banner restricted announcement, it's always like, at least the past couple of ones have been no change to any format, and it's like probably just restrict it in vintage. Yep. Mm -hmm. It is just busted, busted card. Yep. Cool. Awesome. So I think that pretty much does it for this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on social media. We are. Uh, facebook.com slash hrefdcast we are at hrefdcast on twitter and uh, we also now on patreon as well that's something that we probably should have talked about a bit Ooh, 
yeah, I guess their I guess awesome, cool announcement at the end of the show. Uh, we are now uh, live on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Arrow Devastation. Yeah, so we are now live on Patreon. Uh, we have a, a few different sort of rewards, a few different tiers on there. Uh, so for a simple $1 a month, uh, we will give you the blessing of the protection of the Hekma, bestowed to you by the God Pharaoh himself. Uh, we, essentially, you just have our eternal thanks for thinking that our podcast is worth uh, 25 cents per episode, which I, I I hope it is. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I definitely. I mean, obviously we're biased, but I think so. <laughs> uh, we also have the Disciple of Bolus tier. That is $4 a month. Uh, for that, you'll get access to our full Patreon page, uh, our full Patreon feed. Uh, we'll give you a new Patreon shout-out as well uh, during the first episode recorded after your pledge. Uh, and again, that's if you think that we are worth $1 an episode or you know the, the price of like one booster a month, we'll mm-hmm. be eternally grateful. And it, it does a great deal and help, help keep the, the show afloat and helps helps us sort of expand what we we do and what we want to do and I think you know I've got some good ideas some really cool interesting ideas that would, would I'd like to see them come to fruition I think Patreon is definitely definitely a way which will help that going forward mm-hmm. yeah uh, we have the Augur Bolus tier as well that is $10 a month or more uh, you get a card signed by the both of us sent out to you uh this will be shipped once you paid for your first month's pledge, obviously, but then you also get access to the Patreon page and you get that sweet protection of the Hecma from the God Pharaoh himself. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we have the Agent of Bolus tier. That is $20 a month. If for some reason you think we are worth $5 an episode, <coughs> you have, like, yeah, kudos for life. You've proven yourself worthy to the God Pharaoh and you've earned the gift of immortality. Uh, if you incredibly ple- a generous pledge, we will invite you onto the podcast as a special guest where we'll talk about a topic of your choice uh, you'll also receive any of the other rewards as well so you'll get the signed cards you get a nice awesome shout out on the episode and of course you get that blessing of the Hekma and then we also do have a special God Pharaoh's gift pledge as well that is limited to one Patreon uh, you will have to visit the page just to see what exactly that entails though no spoilers mm-hmm. but it's, it's a good one Okay. Even the mystery. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess we'll we'll give it a proper spiel sort of next week once we've got the GP all done and we get to interact with some people there. But yeah, Patreon is live. If you do want to support us, it would mean the absolute world to us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Just like proving that uh, this is... I mean, we just do this out of like love for the game anyway. But yeah, absolutely. Other people appreciate it as well. Yeah. If you want to give something back, if you feel like we've given you something, hopefully that was something good, like... You know, throw us a dollar. That's that we, you know, you have a eternal thanks. Absolutely. Cool. If you want to get in touch on per on my my own personal social media, uh, I am at Peach Garden Oath on Twitter. You can catch me winning uh, for full sets of Power Nine on Magic Online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live it down. Uh, or just on Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You'll find me in pretty much any of the MTG groups. Uh, probably talking about like spoilers for new sets, new art, or just reserve list cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come talk to me about the, about the reserve list. I love to do that, like, genuinely. It's literally your favourite topic. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Sneal69. Nice. Oh, there we go. Made you wait. <laughs> Made you wait. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I was sweating. Or if you want to play some Legacy uh, over this weekend in Liverpool, definitely hit me up. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, again, like I said earlier, like if you want to play anything and you see us at Liverpool, come say hi. I will absolutely jam whatever you, whatever your your format is. I'll play you. Awesome. I'm so excited for people to ask you to play EDH and Modern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you would. <laughs> Maybe I should make that the top tier on Patreon. If you, if you want me to play Commander against you. <laughs> <laughs> Throw but us some money. Never, you'd never want that though. It'd be like a hundred dollars a month because you'd never want anyone to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, one dollar for every card in your deck. <laughs> there we go. Hey, awesome. So it's pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, once again, the God Pharaoh has returned. The second hour is approaching. I got that wrong. We'll see you in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs>